Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome to a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, old time radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio and on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback to us via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com. You can also anonymously tell us what you think of the show by filling out our survey at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash survey. This episode is brought to you by the live broadcast of It's a Wonderful Life. Join us tonight starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed as they reprise their roles in this radio adaptation. I'll be in the chat live with everyone, so join us, won't you? I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Mondays, we learn that crime does not pay with the shadow. This is episode number 109, originally aired on February 27th, 1938, and it's called The Plot Murder. Again, Blue Coal Dealers present radio's strangest adventurer, The Shadow. Mystery man who strikes terror into the very hearts of shops as lawbreakers and criminals. Today, Blue Coal brings you The Shadow's latest adventure, The Plot Murder. In just a moment, The Shadow's exciting adventure will begin. Meanwhile, I have something important to tell all you homeowners. During this treacherous winter season, you can protect your family's health by burning blue coal. For blue coal's harmless blue coloring is your guarantee of clean, uniform, healthful heat all winter long. Blue coal saves you money, too, for it burns steadily, completely, down to a fine, powdery ash. So next time you're buying fuel, ask for blue coal by name. It's Pennsylvania's finest anthracite. Order a trial ton from your nearest blue coal dealer tomorrow. An important announcement. Just before going on the air with today's adventure of The Shadow, we received a telegram from the American Police Review, presenting The Shadow with a special award. Be sure to hear this official presentation at the close of this program. And now, Blue Cole presents The Shadow in the Plot Murder. Captain Hines, 
read the findings of this court-martial. We find the accused, Lieutenant John Wilson, guilty of treasonable sabotage against the government. No! In that he willfully destroyed a secret device known as the Flying Torpedo, invented by one George Arcalis and acquired exclusively for use by the government. Has the prisoner anything to say before sentence is pronounced? Yes. Yes, but what can he say? He admits he broke the mechanism on the demonstration torpedo. Quiet, please, Professor Arcanus. As the inventor, we understand your concern in this matter. But please don't interrupt. Well, Lieutenant Wilson? I... I I don't know, sir. I I can hear all that's going on, but I... I went into the... It's obvious, General Levitt, that Lieutenant Wilson is not mentally accountable. He was sufficiently accountable to enter the testing shed by virtue of his authority as an army lieutenant and to tamper with the flying torpedo and render it useless the very day it was to be demonstrated to the government. Read the sentence of the court. Lieutenant Wilson, this court decides, subject to the approval of the president, that you will be dishonorably discharged from the service of your country and sentenced to imprisonment for the term no! of... No! No! Oh, God, he's got a revolver! Don't shoot! That's the man, Professor Archanis! He's wounded, Professor Archanis! Call the doctor, take Lieutenant Wilson back to his cell. Cranston, I tell you, John Wilson can't be guilty. He just can't. Well, why not, Margaret? After all, traitorous army officers are not unknown to history. Yes, but the peculiar way John Wilson talked on the stand makes me think there's something strange about the whole thing. He acted, well, almost like a man in a trance. Lamont, just what is this flying torpedo he's supposed to have tampered with? It's what its name implies, a sort of aerial torpedo filled with high explosive flying under its own power. Once it's launched into the air, instead of flying a predetermined course, its direction can be guided by radio beams from an observation plane flying high above it. Oh, I see. Imagine its tremendous effectiveness in warfare, deadly accuracy in hitting even a fast-moving target like a, a troop train or a supply ship. Sounds tremendously important. Who invented it? This man, Archelaus, who was demonstrated last week at the proving grounds before a large delegation from the capital. Besides being members of the War Department, a great many high officials and other branches of the government were to attend the test. Well? Since your friend Wilson gained access to the laboratory and put the flying torpedo out of commission, the test has been postponed until tomorrow. And who is Archelaus? Where did he come from? He's a famous foreign inventor. He's quite a reputation abroad. Lamont, you don't suppose it's possible Archelaus has the boy under some strong mental influence? It's possible. They've got Wilson temporarily in the city jail. Won't you call on him as the shadow? Margot, do you honestly think that this case warrants my attention as a shadow? Lamont, I don't ask many favors, but I have the feeling John Wilson is innocent. All right, Margot. You're really serious. The shadow will pay a call on John Wilson in the city jail. Thank you, God. These parts that General Levitt gave me. Do you take it or do I keep it? And you better keep it, sir, in case you want to use it again. Yes, that's right. You'll uh, you'll have to talk to Wilson through the bars. Uh, no one's allowed in his cell. Thank you. I have no desire to go in. I already have one arm in a sling due to the young man's temper. There's only one or two questions I want to ask him, then I leave. Very well. Well... Don't get excited, Lieutenant Wilson. I only came to tell you that you're a much better mechanic than a marksman. Oh, 
Your bullet only injured my arm. I'm only sorry I didn't... Didn't kill me. The only way you can break the spell I have over you, isn't it? To kill me. Will somebody come? Look in my eyes. No. Look. No, I won't. John Wilson, look in my eyes. No. Look in my eyes, Wilson. That's right. Now repeat after me. I destroyed the torpedo. I destroyed the torpedo. Say it. I... I destroyed the torpedo. Sabotage against my country. Sabotage against my country. I am guilty. I am guilty. Then that is all you remember. <laughs> Are you sure that's all he remembers? Professor Arcalis? Who said that? Guard! You are there? No, not the guard, Professor. He's waiting at the end of the passage. Uh, you hide somewhere. In the next cell, perhaps? No, I am here. In the shadows, Professor Arcalis. Perhaps you've heard of me. Who are you? Help me. Help me. I am your friend, John Wilson. Think now. Concentrate. What is it you're trying to remember? It's... It's that torpedo. Dangerous. I... Wilson, be quiet. Steady now. Think. Think. You can break through this spell. I... I, I tried to make them understand that... I destroyed the torpedo because... I command you to stop, John. Wilson, what have you committed? Sabotage against my country. I am guilty. I am guilty. Oh, Mr. Shadow, whoever you are, you'll see. You have a powerful spell over the boy, Professor. What way, Shadow? If you don't know, I have no intention of telling you. Yet. Margot Lane. Margot Lane, stand by. Arcalis has put Wilson under some strong mental influence, a sort of hypnotic telepathy. The voice of conscience is dominated by the thought Arcalis plants there. Did anyone follow you here to the hotel? No, no one, Professor Arcalis. Good. 
the test will take place tomorrow? Yes, at three o'clock. The War Department is so convinced your invention will render any nation possessing it invincible that the high command of both the Army and Navy are to be there to witness the test. The President, too? Yes, the President and the Vice President expect to attend, together with the Secretary of War and the Secretary of the Navy. Oh, they've fallen into my trap. They'll be blown off the face of the earth just as I planned. I'll have to be sure you make a final inspection before the torpedo is taken out of the ground. And see that the steering mechanism is set. I understand. But since I am your chief assistant, they might ask me to go along with them. No, they won't have fixed that. Their bungling army mechanics think they understand the flying torpedo perfectly. So to satisfy their pride, I've let them take complete charge of the demonstration. Good. Don't worry, Barra. And afterwards? Afterwards, with the guiding brains of the nation wiped out at a single stroke... The country will be thrown into confusion, disorganized. So we'll have nothing to fear. I see. There are only two things that bother me slightly, though. Lieutenant Wilson, for one. Wilson? Did he really discover the secret trick of the steering mechanism? Yes, he knows what we intend to do and how we intend to do it. You should have disposed of him at once. I thought of that. I was afraid it would arouse suspicion. I'm keeping Wilson under mental hypnotic control until it's too late for him to stop us. Wouldn't it be better if he was dead? Perhaps. I can still visit him at the prison. And what is the other thing that bothers you, Professor? Only a shadow, Barrow. But I'm not quite sure of the extent of its power. A shadow? Don't worry. I think I can take care of it, too. Listen. What is it? I thought I heard footsteps outside in the hall. Go and look. There's no one here. All is empty. Uh, must be my nerves. I'll be glad when this is all over. Our escape is taken care of? Yes, the freighter will be waiting for us at South Pier. But go now, Carl. And success to you. Good night, Papa. Good night, Barlow. I can't put my willpower against a shadow, then I deserve to lose. And I've never yet... <laughs> Good evening, Professor Arcalis. You? A shadow, you've come? Yes, Professor. Why do you hold Lieutenant Wilson in a hypnotic spell, Professor? I don't know what you're talking about. We shall see. But now I have something else to tell you. What? But you'll never learn more from Wilson. No one can break the spell. Not you, nor all your childish magic. You forget. Greater magic, Archelaus. What? Death. Death? Yes, it's on the way, Professor. And I can promise you this. If any blood is shed, it will be yours. Not the shadows. <laughs> part of the Shadow's Adventure will continue in just a moment. Meanwhile, here's some interesting information. Every day, more and more families throughout this area are saving money on their heating and cooking bills. These families are getting better and more economical heat than ever before with Blue Coal. Blue Coal is anthracite. It is an American product mined by the Glen Alden Coal Company, who are deeply grateful for the purchases of Blue Coal by families throughout this area. 
today, Blue Coal is the largest selling brand of home fuel in America because it is the only fuel that so satisfactorily combines all of the essentials necessary for perfect heating results. It is superior in quality, cleaner than most fuels, and economical because it burns long and steadily down to a fine powdery ash. Furthermore, there can be no substitution when ordering blue coal because it is the only solid fuel actually trademarked with a blue tint so that you can identify it at a glance. These are a few reasons why in Watertown, New York, blue coal sales this winter show a 29% increase over the same period a year ago. So take a tip from Watertown, New York family. Order blue coal by name. You will find the name of your nearest blue coal dealer listed in the where to buy it section of your classified telephone directory under the name Blue Coal. But I, I tell you, General Levitt... Excuse me, Colonel Sullivan. Go right ahead, General. <clears throat> Hello? General Levitt speaking. Oh, yes. Good morning, Captain Hyman. That's fine. You have the flying torpedo loaded and ready for the demonstration? Good. I'll expect a report. Sorry, I can't be with you. Goodbye. Now, Cranston, to get back to this Lieutenant Wilson, I don't see what I can do. But there may be some desperate plot at the bottom of this. Wilson acts as if he'd been put under some powerful hypnotic spell. He might know something about this flying torpedo that you ought to know. For heaven's sake, Cranston, I haven't time to listen to any sort of drivel. I know you're a very agreeable young man, and you mean well, but you're letting your imagination run away with you. Now, if you don't mind, I must get ready to leave for the capital. Very well. Just do me one favor, General Everett. might prove something to you. Well, what is it? I suggest to Professor Archelaus that he be present with the other official visitors at the proving ground. The demonstration starts. Of course, Professor Archelaus will be there. Why shouldn't he be? That's what I'd like to know. Unless I'm very much mistaken, General, Professor Archelaus has made arrangements to be far, far away from the scene of his triumph. Uh, George Cranston, I believe you know something. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah, well? There are two gentlemen here to see you, sir. Professor Archelaus and another man. Oh, all right, show them in. General Levitt will see you, sir. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt you, General Levitt. That's all right. This is Mr. Cranston, Professor Archelaus and Mr. Barlow. How do you do? How do you do? If you don't mind, Mr. Cranston, I'd like to speak to General Levitt alone. Well, not at all. I'm uh, sure you have weighty matters to discuss. Good day, gentlemen. Thanks, Cranston. Goodbye. Oh, orderly. Yes, General Levitt. Is my luggage ready? Yes, sir. Fine. Then take the next train. Yeah, there's one leaving in 20 minutes. Can you make it? Yes, sir, if I go now, sir. Go ahead, then. I'll close the office. I'll meet you in the capital tomorrow. Yes, sir. Well, what brings you here, Professor? Oh, uh, sit down, Mr. Barlow. Thank you, sir. Barlow here has just returned from the proving ground, General. He supervised the loading of the torpedo early this morning. Everything was all right, I hope? Perfect. Your army mechanics seem very proud they're going to handle the torpedo by themselves. Of course, we'll be anxious to know how it comes out. Oh, aren't you going to be at the demonstration, Professor O'Kelly? I'm afraid not, sir. Another engagement, unfortunately, prevents my attending. Oh, yes, I see. But I can't understand how anything could be more important to you than seeing your own invention demonstrated before the highest officials of our government. I admit I'm terribly disappointed, General. However, I've left instructions for a telephone message to be sent to me at my hotel the minute the demonstration is over. Mm. Professor, I'm not sure that this test should be made without your being there. What do you mean? Suppose I order you to go. But no, that's impossible. Why impossible, Mr. Barlow? You must excuse Barlow, General Levitt. He is a little excited. Excited? What about? 
Look here, Professor Arcalis. Why don't you want to go to the proving ground? Must I repeat my previous statement? This stalling and hedging is very suspicious. By George, you'll go whether you want to or not. Don't touch that phone. I'll have to careful. You can't give me orders in my own office. Huh? You hit him too hard, Barlow. His head was bleeding. He struck the desk when he fell. Yeah, drag him in his closet and the door. He knows something, Professor. Yeah, fool suspects something, but how? And we've got to act quickly. I wonder if Lieutenant Wilson has talked. But you said he's still under your hypnotic spell. Perhaps it would be better if Lieutenant Wilson died. Yes. We're going to murder him? Oh, I'll merely suggest that he kill himself. So, Barlow, if you'll tie up the general... Professor, look at him. What? General Levitt. General Levitt's office, Margot. Oh, no one seems to be here, Lamont. Oh, that's odd. General was here less than an hour ago. General! General Levitt! Look! Here on the corner of the desk. Blood. Word to Commissioner Weston at once. Tell him something has happened to General Levitt. Yes, anything else? Yes, tell him to send a squad of men to South Pier. I overheard Professor Arcalis and Barlow talking about meeting on a freighter there. Where are you going? I'm going to the jail. I'm going to make one more desperate attempt to get John Wilson to talk. Got to find out what this is all about before it's too late. Do you want me to wait here at the jail, Professor Achilles? No, go down to South Pier, Barlow. I want to be alone with Lieutenant Wilson. Yes. I'll follow after I've taken care of him. All right. At first, I'll collect the baggage. You remember only this, Lieutenant Wilson. See always my eyes in front of you. Yes. You will forever do what I tell you to. Stop. Leave me alone. Uh, no, never. Look, Wilson. See what I have. A knife. Here. Take it. Now listen to me. You are disgraced. Your family disgraced. You have nothing more to live for. Say it. I have nothing more to live for. I... I have nothing more to live for. Then draw the knife across your wrist. It's easy. He's trying to make me... Keep away from me, Wilson. I've got you Get by the arm, Arcalis. Did you feel the knife yourself? Yes, you've cut me, you fool. Your blood is being shed, Professor. Remember what I told you? Let me out of here. Let me out. He's gone, John. Something, something's happened to me. I, I feel that I can talk now. Then talk. <sighs> Tell me what you know. Arcalis' spell is weakened. I, I can't see you. And I don't know who you are, but you've got to help me. I first suspected Archelaus and his crowd when, when I saw that the steering mechanism of the flying torpedo had an extra attachment. An extra attachment? Yes, you see, the flying torpedo is supposed to be steered by radio beams from an accompanying plane. But this extra attachment I'm talking about would, would render the radio beams ineffective. In other words, the rudder is set so the torpedo will fly in a complete circle and come back and strike the point from which it was sent, like a boomerang. If it does that in the demonstration today, it will wipe out all the important government officials. Yes, that's their plan. Just as I made the discovery, Archelaus came in, into the workshop. I accused him, and he put me under this spell. I, I tried to talk, but I couldn't. Never mind that. I'll get in touch with Commissioner Weston. Have him go to the proving grounds. He can stop the test flight of this flying torpedo if he gets... 
wait around here at the South Pier. There don't seem to be anything stirring. Who are the guys we're supposed to pick up? Uh, two birds by the name of Professor Arkelis and Barloff. Uh, foreigners, huh? Yeah. What are they going to do, make a getaway? I don't know. Commissioner Weston just said to make sure we got them, that's all. Uh, if it had been that important, don't you think the commissioner would have come down here himself? Well, he was coming, but he got a last-minute call to go over the place where they're trying out that new flying torpedo. Oh, yeah, I read about that. All these inventions... Now, wait a that... minute. Somebody coming down the dock. Mm. Hey, you! Hey, stop where you are, I'll shoot! Well, what's this all about? Nothing. Where are you going? That is my business. What's your name? Come on, what's your name? Are you Barloff? What is it to you? Answer me, are you Barloff? Yes. Well, that's all we wanted to know. Uh, come on. Come on. Why do you take him? I have done nothing. Come on, he's got a gun, Sergeant. What? I'm sorry, Sergeant. I had to do it. That's okay. It's our killers. will probably be long in a minute. But this boy behind those says we don't want our killers. Yeah, listen. Hey, look out. Here comes another guy down the dock. All right, quick. Right. Behind this piling here. Come, come on. It must be our killers. Yeah, I guess so. Professor Arkelis? Who are you? The police. We want to ask you what... Well, you can't get me to talk. You'll never make look me... Out, look out, Sergeant. He's got a gun there. Drop that gun, You can't take me. The police can't touch me. You asked for it. Oh, you nailed him, Sergeant. He got you? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, here comes the parole. Must have heard the shot. Oh, they didn't have time. Oh, Commissioner Weston? Yes, Sergeant. So you got her man? Yep. Is he dead? I don't think so, sir. Well, uh, Kalis, maybe you'll talk. I'll never talk. <laughs> Commissioner Weston. Shadow, what are you doing here? We can't waste time, Commissioner. Did you stop the test of the flying torpedo? Yes, but... Uh... Good. Commissioner, you've saved the lives of thousands of spectators. To say nothing of some of our highest government officials. Then it was you... Yes. these boxes. How? How did you know about General Levitt, Shadow? We found blood on his desk. But this time, the blood is yours, Archelaus. Yes. Mine. Well, Shadow, Archelaus is dead. Yes, Commissioner. And you've been instrumental in averting a national calamity. Archelaus is dead. Blue Coal's heating expert with helpful heating hints for you. Thank you, Ken Roberts. Good evening, friends. I've received numerous letters from homeowners asking what they can do to prevent chimney loss, wasted heat that goes up the chimney instead of through the pipes of your heating system. It's really a simple matter to prevent this, and you will save money on your fuel bill, too. 
The next time you refuel the fire, move the handle of the turn damper, that plate-like damper inside the smoke pipe, one-sixteenth of an inch toward the closed upright position. Then if the fire still burns too freely, close the turn damper another sixteenth of an inch. Repeat this operation until you've found the correct adjustment. Once you've found this ideal adjustment of the turn damper, mark the position on the smoke pipe with a piece of chalk or something that can be plainly seen. Then leave the damper set at that mark. Remember, the nearer the turn damper is set to a closed position, the smaller the chimney loss and the greater the volume of useful heat. If you follow the suggestions that I give you every Sunday on this program, they should enable you to heat your home with the utmost efficiency and economy. However, if you're experiencing trouble with your heating plant, call your nearest blue coal dealer and ask him to send a John Barclay trained serviceman to your home to inspect your furnace. This service is free to all blue coal customers. I thank you. Thank you, Mr. Barclay. And here's the official telegram advising of the award the American Police Review has made to the Shadow Program. Quote, The American Police Review salutes the producers and sponsors of The Shadow for their contribution to the cause of better law enforcement. 13,000 police executives throughout the United States read the review. So our purpose is to help them find the best tools and methods to combat crime. The editors of the review have turned a critical ear toward the shadow program for some time and are gratified to note that your presentation of police roles truly reflects the intelligence and character of the high type of police officer now found throughout the land. We therefore take pleasure in presenting to you the American Police Review Certificate of Award for Distinguished Service to the Cause of Better Law Enforcement. Signed, J. Norval Birch, editor of the American Police Review, Chicago, Illinois. And so, on behalf of Blue Coal Dealers and of all those who assist in the weekly programs of The Shadow, we tender our thanks and appreciation to editor Jay Norval Birch and the American Police Review for their splendid testimonial. You have just heard a dramatized version of one of the many copyrighted stories which appear in The Shadow magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. to listen. And be sure to burn blue coal, the solid fuel for solid comfort. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Finally, the Shadow has a bit of information that he does not share with the antagonist. And hypnotism is used on Wilson to keep him silent and then to get him to commit suicide, which of course he doesn't do. 
This is how hypnotism is often used in the plot of a story. However, in real hypnotism, subjects are not slaves to their masters, but they have absolute free will. They are not in a semi-sleep state, but are actually hyper-attentive. Just remember, a hypnotist can't get you to do anything you don't want to do. So you remember that the next time you're clucking like a chicken. And that's going to do it for our program. You can find I Love Old Time Radio on iTunes, the Google Play Store, and on Stitcher. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn. Please take the time to rate us and leave a comment as well. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. Support the show by joining our Vintage Radio Club at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash vintage or send a one-time donation at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow, Irma spends Christmas alone on My Friend Irma. And join us next Monday for more of The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny. See you tonight.